0: Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. are very, very welcome to today's episode, which is all about your wedding invitations. If I had a euro for every time somebody asks me when is the perfect time to send invitations or do you send, save the dates, all of this stuff. I would be pretty rich by now, um, but to help me navigate this wedding invitation journey and etiquette, of course, I'm joined by a beautiful wedding invitation company called The Paper Shop, or also known as of a Pawpair. I've worked with Corrine for quite some time. I really love her work. Her approach is so elegant. It's accessible. It's ethical, and it's just quite unique. Corrine, you're so welcome. Thank you, Sarah.
1: I'm so happy to be here. It's great to see you.
0: I know. We were only speaking before we kicked off saying like we've worked together for a long time but have never actually had this kind of semi never face-to-face to interaction yeah, so it's very it's, it's brilliant. so nice this is the beauty of, of projects like this a lot can come together but look before we get stuck into all the burning questions that I have from couples um tell us a little bit about the paper shop
1: well the paper shop on shop up pair uh my husband is Irish I love all things Irish so I had to have the Irish name it's easier with uh, websites and social media for the paper shop. So I use that mm-hmm. as well. But on Shop of um, I guess, so I was designing invitations for over 20 years um, for friends and family. And then about seven years ago, well, in 2015, when I moved back to Ireland for the second time, I decided to turn my hobby into a business. And so I've been working away since then. And we do uh, so. We have four main categories of invitations. We have mm-hmm. bespoke. We have uh, pre-designed, which are available to purchase on the website. We have uh, DIY, which are also available to purchase on the website. And, and finally, I've given
0: them a go. They're very, very simple and easy to do. Yeah,
1: that. you did. I remember I did that. though. you them. actually have a video of you putting one together, assembling yes, an invitation. It's, yeah. it's up
0: on my. It's up on my um, on my videos. On Instagram. Yeah,
1: that was brilliant. So they, that's a good one to watch, so they can get an idea of how what it looks like the kit and everything you get. And then finally, I have my plantable invitations, which is my baby. I love those. So they bloom into this. wildflowers. So we'll be talking more about that, I'm sure.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Well, look let's let's start from the ground up. Having just given the nod about the the, the planting, um, a couple gets engaged. When should they start thinking about their wedding invitations? Well, when a couple gets
1: engaged, you know, obviously, the first thing they're going to do is get the venue, get the church, get those kind of things pinned down, and they might book their band and, you know, things that are that have to be booked way in advance. Yeah, and and some up hotels up have two year waiting list. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, but the invitations, they tend to wait till closer to the date. Um, now some brides, I I have one out there to go today and she's getting married in April. So, and she just called me last week. So some people wait till the last minute. She got lucky. I was able to squeeze it in. Sometimes I can't do that. I recommend eight to 12 months, eight months, kind of at the latest 12 months as the norm. Most designers will fit you in if they know 12 months in advance, that you're getting married and they'll put you in their calendar. Okay. So 12 months is good, 8 months I usually do well. 8 months is fine with me. That that works for me. And closer to the date also they're pretty sure they're going to go with me at that stage. Sometimes yeah. a year out they might book in and then say, "Oh no, I found somebody else I like better or whatever." So I like I like the 8 months. It's yeah. it's pretty much good. It's, We're good to go. It's, it's a
0: good balance. And so do they like in terms of the process, do they need to know what they want? at that point or is it like just lock the date in i like this particular stationer's style and we can we can crease out the specifics later or should they come fully armed with a with a good idea in their head of what they like
1: well not necessarily i won't even be kind of delving into their particular design until closer to the time that they actually want the invitations Mm -hmm. so do you just want to get booked in so that your designer will have time to work on your order? You don't have to know exactly what you want. You'll have an idea. Like you say, you'll know you like that designer. You like their work. So you'll have an idea that you want to go with them. Of a course. pretty good idea. Book in. Once you've booked in with them, you should stick with them really. But in terms of knowing, you won't really know your numbers. You won't know your won't know how many people you're going to have you won't know if you want place cards or menus you won't know exactly what your budget is color schemes or yeah
0: there's there's so many things you
1: can get how many pieces so no don't worry about it just get booked in and then closer to the date the designer you and the designer will touch base and then pin things down
0: OK, I love that it's because there's so much that, you know, there's so many decisions that have to be made so early on in the wedding process. And it can be very hard to understand so far out what, what what you need and then people change their mind. So it's great to know that it is just a case of lock you in and worry about the detail closer to the time. Absolutely. So like in terms of, I suppose, that design piece, what what advice would you give couples who are trying to figure out, you know, what designs to go for paper types? Like I know, you know, if you go onto some of the some of the websites, there's all these different GSMs and all, and like, how do they navigate this?
1: Uh, you know, a chat is always good. It seems to have gone by the wayside. Everybody operates by email. Nobody talks to each other anymore. Call me. I love to talk, so we can talk about. I'll tell you what the difference between one twenty gram and one fifty gram and three hundred gram is. Yeah. Um, I think that you that that's the best thing you can do for yourself. At least have one chat with your supplier yeah then you know it's fine email messages after that but it's great to touch base and get a connection going so I,
0: I agree and I think as well you get a feel for each other to see you can tease out a lot more in a conversation around design because that back and forth dynamic is just so lost in email so like if I was having a conversation you as a designer will build on me saying do you know what I really like baby's breath and you could be like oh and well, then there's this you know that doesn't happen exactly in email. so it's a really that doesn't happen in email thing.
1: exactly Sarah you're so right yeah
0: it's a lovely creative process um, and I'd always advise couples to get in front it doesn't have to be in person it can be phone it can be a zoom or with all of their vendors because they're all part of the pieces of your day and you know you all have to be on the same wavelength so I'm delighted that you're that that you you agree with that um what is generally included or required for an invitation pack? Because I know, I suppose you can go many ways. You, there's say the dates, there's directions to the church, the venue, there's the physical invitation. Like, what is what? What should people be getting in their in their invitation pack? And also, then, what are those budget considerations?
1: Exactly. So the budget is important. So what I say to couples, the advice I give is once you're engaged go and look at three different suppliers. Now you're not Mm going to go with these suppliers. Maybe that has nothing to do with it. Just go online, say invitations, get a price from three different people. And you can usually get those prices online. Yeah, A lot of uh, websites have the prices now and jot those down of the pieces that you think you want and set yourself a budget. Now, once you have a budget, once you've researched that then you have a general idea of what people are charging for invitations then then call your designer get in touch with them and packages like I customize packages I know some designers have pre-made packages but I find it's impossible to know what each couple wants I like to create a package based on what their budget is and what okay. they want yeah so and then when they order more than one piece I try to give a discount uh, mm-hmm. as well So I do that whenever I possibly can. Sometimes on bespoke it can be iffy, but almost all the time, if I get more than one piece, I give a discount. Yeah, because you can. With me,
0: yeah, you can lower the cost, I suppose, to produce it when it's
1: absolutely when. Yeah, so I do the the main thing are is a bride on a budget. I'll say get just invitations. You don't have the money for anything else, really. It's not important. Get your invitations. Put your little RSVP information at the bottom of the invitation. Don't make that wordy. Keep that short and simple. You do not want it interfering with the design of your invitation. You don't want it to look crowded. So just a quick line, you know, RSVP- VPS by this date with dietary mm-hmm. restrictions too, and give that information. Keep it short and sweet. I, if, if the budget allows, then my next piece that I recommend is a guest information card. And you can use that for anything. So the guest information card can have accommodation, It can have your RSVP information. It can have information about buses or shuttles. It can have your next day celebration if you're having them. Loads of information in that one little card. So that would be something that I recommend. If you can possibly swing it in your budget, get those cards. Then you have things like save the dates. Now that is a good, that's so far ahead of the wedding Mm -hmm. that the budget isn't as, you know, you're not worried as much at that point. And it takes the pressure off of everything. Everybody then knows you're getting married. They've got the dates saved. Take your time. Find your invitation designer. Send those invitations out. Go, you know, address the envelopes a little at a time. As you go, it just takes a lot of pressure. I find that couples end up with a lot of pressure from a lot of different suppliers. So those save the dates, I think, work for so many reasons. So I recommend those. And then if you or having a mass a mass booklet is nice not absolutely necessary but a nice thing to have mm-hmm. or even a little program order service that kind of thing that's a popular thing that writes uh and uh and grooms and brides and brides and grooms and grooms want yeah. their wedding so it depends you might be having a humanist ceremony I mean we do them for all
0: sorts of it, ceremonies. Does, it doesn't matter it's it's I suppose it's you have got the format they just need to give you the, the filler I suppose yeah, to exactly to, to pop, and it's
1: to, nice to, to have something in. to hand the guests as they walk into the venue so of course um, and a lot of a lot of churches want,
0: necessary. yeah, a lot of churches kind of stipulate that they would have a preference for for a mass booklet anyway. So you have to check that yes, with your with absolutely. With your so the more you order, the bigger the discount. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Okay, ideal and and I suppose with a lot of couples they'll want everything to be have that common thread and common design the whole way through it to keep exactly, that yeah. that consistency. Um, yeah. so like, if we think about then. And, and maybe this is different for everyone you you tell me this one but you know how long does it take between choosing the invitations you you want so say today i order with you and i say right queen i want to go for a bespoke um suite and i want to get the whole kit and caboodle like what what's that sort of time frame then for couples what what should they expect from when they so hit the yes button the
1: the So what I recommend, this is what I do with my clients. I can't speak for every designer, but I aim to get their invitations to them one month prior to the date they want to send them out, the date they want to post them. So if they want to post them on March 1st, they will have those invitations by February 1st. That's my goal, my aim. And that is, and is
0: yours, do you on. do a proof? Do you do a design proof oh, yeah. that they sign off on? And then Absolutely. they once they approve, then it goes to print. And then it's with them a month before they go to send their invitations.
1: Oh, yes. No, we've started way before that now. I mean, I couldn't possibly a month before the date they want them start working on them. I do that in advance. Like I said, once you book with your designer, then that designer is going to come up with a timeline for you. So I will be in touch with that Brian and groom when I need to start talking about their Mm -hmm. stuff. And it'll probably be three months before that date,
0: which is, but i
1: I aim to have those because I don't know what they're going to order yet exactly. So yeah. I want to make sure I have plenty of time and they have plenty of time and it's not rushed. So I will call the bride if she's getting married March 1st. I know she wants her invitations in February 1st. I'm going to call her in November and we're going okay. to start working out
0: things. Yeah. Okay. And those for the for the invitations that they're they're templated up there and it's just a matter of printing um, and sending them. So what sort of time frame? Do you allow for that?
1: So well, I recommend that they order those. It it could take, you know, it depends on which one they order, but usually um it'll take a week to 10 days for me to get those pre-designed ones out the door because I do send them a proof. You know, once mm-hmm. I because they've ordered online, it says right there complete this wedding information form, which they do. Then I design a proof, usually within a couple of days of getting the form and I send it to them. Once they sign off on that, then I might take a week from then to get their order together. So they okay. need to decide when they want them, how soon before the posting date do they want them when they're ordering those.
0: Okay, amazing. So if I'm trying to map this in my head and correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, I'm going to play this back to you, Karina. and you tell me. So you're looking at, they get engaged. So ideally between 12 and eight months, you just you reach out and you select the designer you want to work with, having gone through the process of of, of getting an idea of price and shopping the market. You can then confirm, lock your date in. T- roughly three months before you would be having that conversation around design, three months before they sorry, they go to issue their invitations. you're having a conversation around design in between that time, there's back and forth on the proof to get that right so that the visual is right. Then they hit ok, they hit approve. It goes to print, and it's with them a month before they go to actually send them out, giving them a month then to write up everything, get addresses from people and be ready to go,
1: yeah. so I recommend that they start getting addresses ready. As soon as they get engaged exactly. because I'm telling you that is an it's issue a I, have a lot of saying, I haven't got this address I don't have that address and and one of the things we offer too one of the services is to uh print the addresses on the envelopes which of course saves a lot of time but they have oh, well. to have an address list together but they need
0: to give you and do they give you that in like a like an excel sheet is it yes I always the take an
1: excel sheet and each line of the address on one line so I give all instructions on and how so I you have a
0: template it. okay yeah that's such then, that's fantastic it so you saves the full so postal much time. service.
1: Yeah. So much time for them. So oh, wow. we do that. We also do so on the actual invitation um, itself, you know, instead of putting a line on there where they, they handwrite it in, we can print the guest names. And that's another Excel oh, sheet. But wow. All it has is the names as you wish them to appear. So if it's Sarah and Joe or Sarah and Joe Kennedy, however they want it. I don't know what your husband's name is, but However they, <laughs> However, they want it. However, they want it. Yeah, he'll be he'll be wondering <laughs> like, who's Joe. <laughs> he was replaced. Are
0: you get married again.
1: <laughs> um, so we offer that service as well. So brides like um, or brides and grooms. I say brides. I keep saying that, and that's because mainly they're the ones. Not always. Yes. A lot of times, it's the actual groom that's doing all the work. But mainly 80% of the time I'm working with brides. So I call them yeah. my brides, brides, brides. But I mean the couple.
0: The couple. Yeah, of course. And and going back to that piece where you said that like you can go and you can do the full print of the guest names, meaning zero work for the couple. Because I know I spent hours and I friends over pumping them full of wine and food to do the, you know, to write out names and addresses. What recommendation do you have for couples who aren't confident in their own handwriting? Is it just go get it all printed or should they be like, is is there a technique?
1: Getting it, getting them printed is an option. Um, If your mom has beautiful handwriting or his mom or, you know, or a friend, a bridesmaid, And if you don't want your handwriting on there, you can get a friend to do it. However, if you're like having a more, you know, down to earth, casual wedding, I find this with a lot of my couples, especially ones that have children already, and they're just Mm. finally tying the knot. And they, you know, priorities change once you have kids. It's like, whatever, just throw their name on there and just write it. It's from you. They're going to be happy to get the invitation. It's not going to matter what it looks
0: like. Yeah. But if you want everything perfect. Calligraphy.
1: Yes, absolutely. If you want everything perfect, get it printed. You know, if you're casual, yeah. write it yourself. If you want it you want it written but you don't like your handwriting, get a friend to do it. There's loads of ways you
0: can go. Yeah, I love that. And tell me about the wording on invitations because I suppose a lot of people get confused about what should we say? Like obviously if they're going to a designer like you, you have you have wording and templates, you know, for days. Um what advice do you have around wording and is the whole thing of are you seeing couples still saying that when on their invitations that they're invited on behalf of their parents because I know I got I've seen some of them recently where it's like on behalf of such and such we're inviting you to our daughter's wedding even though the couple are are fully in control of their own wedding what are you seeing
1: well that premise the parents inviting You know, it's a lovely idea, but things have changed over the years and couples are both working now. They're paying for most of the wedding themselves. Mom and dad are pitching in or maybe not. It's nice to see, you know, Louie and Corinne Smith request the pleasure of the company of at their daughter's wedding, but Kira wouldn't want that. So I say put on there together with their families, Mm -hmm. Kira Smith and whoever, whoever, Brian, somebody, I don't know. My daughter's not actually she hope she doesn't listen to this. She does have a boyfriend, but nothing's <laughs> been announced. <laughs> nothing's been announced. I'm not marrying her off, but um to say together with their families or together with their parents. Something like that is nice yes, to put yes, it's less formal. and then their names follow after that. That's what and, I would and
0: then what comes next on the invitation? So you've got, you know, you're the you've got that opener of like of the name of the couple so is it still a case of you're cordially invited and to celebrate our day like what's the typical thing that goes on well, in the i've got a
1: few different um options on my website so at the bottom of the home page there are fonts and templates and things you can look at click into but you know um usually it's together with their families or together with their parents you know corinne and Louis smith corinne smith and Louis whatever or, well my name used to be uh uh, Corinne Selby and Louis Smith uh, request the pleasure of the company of with a line or request mm-hmm. the pleasure of your company at their wedding celebration or yes. can say joyfully invite so-and-so to as they are un- share with so and as they unite in marriage or there's so yeah, many so there's, you've got around. and
0: and this, so the couples don't really need to think about it they just need to look have a preference for at least one and then go we'll go with that and, yes, and I have that on the wedding information form they
1: fill out. It'll say, yeah. Have you looked at our templates and which wording would you like? A, B, C, or D or E? Yeah, brilliant. And if they don't do that, I just do uh request the pleasure of the company of with the okay. line, you know.
0: And tell me this one. So I get asked this a lot. People asking me, couples asking, should they put on their invitations that they don't that they want cash? They don't want gifts because they 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 may have their own homes altogether. They they don't want. Presence, yeah. they want cash. What's your thought on that?
1: I would never specify anywhere that I'm looking for cash. Yeah, number one. Um, I would just leave that to the guests. So these days, like I would never assume even it, things have changed so much over the years. Couples do have their own homes and they have their own style. I don't know what they want, what I wouldn't have a clue unless it's a really good friend and I'm buying, you know something from them everyone's going to give you cash they're going to give you cash that's easier for everybody you might get a frame from old auntie sue down the road or something but basically you're going to get cash from every person you don't have to ask for it so no mm-hmm. leave that off it's a little bit tacky i think
0: yeah and what about um how do people approach the whole thing around kids because not everybody wants kids at their wedding do they put that in their invitation mm-hmm. that like what, what's, what's the norm? Do they just leave them off the parents' names or do they actually go to the trouble of printing something to say, you know, please note we're having a, a child-free wedding.
1: Child-free wedding. Yeah. So this is up to the couple. There's a few things that I recommend for them. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying you want a child-free wedding. Mm-hmm. However, some people don't have a choice because they don't have the babysitters or anybody in place and they won't be able to go. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is if you want to specify that no children are kind of allowed or wanted, I would do a separate in that guest information card I was talking about. You put Mm -hmm. your RSVP information, blah, blah, blah. And you say, you know, due to limitations, venue limitations and budget limitations or something like that, Mm -hmm. we um, would ask that you don't bring your children to the wedding. However, if this is going to create an issue for you, please call us and let's talk about plan B and okay. have plan B ready to go. Plan B yeah. is a couple of teenagers in a family room that are going to babysit kids for everybody or something like that. Yeah, but definitely you don't want to make somebody angry or make somebody make feel back
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's so, it. And, you see, you that's know, the have thing.
1: something like that.
0: Yeah, like I would, to to be fair, if I got a wedding invitation in and they invited my kids, I'd be like, oh, no, I know.
1: <laughs> I know. A day especially else. the smallies, they get tired and
0: cranky. I and, know, I like this zero fun for me. I have to mind yeah. these people. <laughs>
1: I've seen husbands and in wives taking, <laughs> taking turns, minding them up in the room, oh,
0: you know? Stop. I know, and it's just
1: it's no fun for anybody. So really, it's I a get long it day for say, them okay, as well. Absolutely. Too long. Too long. It's nearly I'm, too long for me. Never mind the kids. I know.
0: I know. It takes a lot to to, to to keep the stamina up. Um. Just in terms, I meant to ask you there, when people are ordering, what sort of quantities should they be ordering? Because I remember there was a girl that came to me and she was like, OK, I've got 150 guests, so I have to price up 150 invitations. I'm like, no, you're not sending individuals <laughs> like there's couples exactly. there. And so what? what's your what's your kind of rule of thumb? Is it 50 percent of your total guest number or? What way do I do.
1: So that happens a lot. I get a um, on the wedding information form, how many invitations and they'll say 300. And I'm like, that's a red flag. You know, there's not going to be 600 people at their wedding. Very unlikely. Yeah. It isn't the guest numbers. Like you say, it's the number of invitations is different than the guests. The number, number of the households
0: we will say. Yeah.
1: So it's one per household. That's how you do it. You're okay. not going to send more than two invitations to a household you're not going to do that you're going to send one per household so just figure out you know your guest list so that's usually going to be basically one per couple a few extra for singles that kind of thing so that's what you do and always order extra invitations because oh I know it's going to go wrong I
0: know and
1: I'll tell you one thing that a designers most designers do so say you call me up you've had your invitations for four months I'm away on different jobs you know going working full out and you call me and say I need five more invitations that, I just want to pull my hair out. I have to now remember what we did. Mm-hmm. Stop production on everything I'm doing Yeah. to get those five invitations out. And it takes longer to do five than it does to do 50. Yeah, it's it's almost easier to do
0: a batch of 100 than it is. Like yeah, it's the same it amount is. of work. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And okay. so, and then we, so we charge a fee for that. You, most designers will. Now, sometimes I don't. Like my husband keeps reminding me, these are not your friends; these are your customers. And I'm like, no, they're my friends too, because I always you get such a relationship. You saw so how many evening invitations I have and thank you cards. Like I do make friends with my, but I told my husband I get to do that. I don't have to work.
0: I'm not trying to build yeah, a giant. You want i to be right for fun. As well, exactly. And yeah. you have such passion in what you do, and that really kind of, you know, it's it's hard to separate that. And I and, and I do I do see where that where that comes from. Having worked in marketing, I know that. It like if I wanted to get five things printed, I may as well get three thousand because Absolutely. it's going to cost the same because it all has to be put up yeah. on the one plate and and so yeah. on. So I, I can will usually get it.
1: try to accommodate them. I mean, I will, of course, not try. I do it, um, but I I have trouble um, charging somebody for that. But I'm a softie. Don't listen
0: to that. But the so should people be always saying, okay well, you know, this is your guest list. These are the amount of households that wedding that are required for your invitations. But you know what? Order an extra 20 percent, 5 percent, 10 percent, whatever that might be as a safety net, particularly if you're doing the writing, because let me tell you, I had about five or six of mine went in the bin. Because just, uh, you know, I did, wasn't happy with, you know, how yeah. I wrote that name. I it looked uh, it looked that. Obviously, if you if they're handing it all over to you in a spreadsheet, you, then they don't need to worry about that because it's all batched and done and yeah. printed and it's, and it's sent and posted. But, you know, you do, if you are doing that handwriting yourself, you really should get an extra. You should get an extras, extras
1: anyway, yeah.
0: Sarah, because what happens is maybe a couple of guests can't make it. And then you want to put coin. somebody else in.
1: And there might be somebody else that didn't make the yeah. main list because you just don't have the budget for it that you yeah. can now invite. So it's always good to have a few extras. And one of my tips of the day is use an erasable pen. I use these, yeah. they're all over my office. Everywhere you look there's an erasable good.
0: Pen because you know you make mistakes and it erases out. It's great. Oh, yes. Exactly. I love that one Um, you have we we mentioned it at the start you have a really diverse mix of invitation styles from bespoke to the template and, and then of course you've got your sustainable option the plantable invitation can you talk us so we've we've talked about the bespoke one so I think we're pretty comfortable with that Um, and that process the templated one as you said you they're up on the website for for us to see so you just scroll through pick one you like and then it, it then it follows that same process interestingly and I think it's absolutely fantastic and particularly I'm seeing so many couples look for more sustainable ways of of having their entire wedding so isn't tell us about this plantable invitation because it is just such a good idea okay
1: okay so first off um if I could just to summarize quickly yes bespoke that is where a bride and groom or a bride and bride groom, groom Pick out uh, some, maybe they've seen something, they have an idea, idea what they want. They want an artist sketch. We have some artists that we work with. So that's bespoke. We've gone through that, as you said. The pre design things, I have over a 100 designs mm-hmm. on my website now. Yes. I mean, I have went to town designing, I love doing it. So there's bound to be something. And I want to make sure that couples know they need to click into the invitation because it might be you see a little bit of pink mid layer or something click in there because chances are I have several different color options. You're bound to find something in there. Yeah. Now, um, well, quickly, the DIY. So that's where you get all the bits and pieces you need. So the thing about DIY, they have people, the printing is the biggest problem with making your own because Mm -hmm. your printer might not be able to handle heavyweight card, blah, blah, blah. So those are great for that. So those are great. We give you all the bit. Everything comes in a kit. So if there's some... Bows on it that are made out of twine or ribbon. That's in there. Your double sided tape is in there. Your layers are in there. Everything is in there. That's another thing. Now, the plantable invitations. I love these plantable invitations. So, this paper comes from a bush in Nepal and they strip this bush down completely to take the materials to make the pulp for the paper. And then the plant actually regenerates from the root. So, no plants are killed. Then they take the 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 stuff to make the pulp. They put some. They mix in their wildflower seeds, and they make this into sheets. Now these are rural uh, craftspeople in Nepal, so you're helping them sustain a lifestyle. So it's great. I love this yeah. paper. So the ten wildflower seeds that are in there, it's a mix. You never know what you're going to get when you plant this paper, but okay. this paper. So we have like four different types of plantable invitations on the website, four different styles. Um, the one that is probably the most affordable is just a sheet. It's on plantable, lightweight card. Yeah. Has a pretty design on the front. On the back is printed the instructions. It tells the guests a little bit about the paper, where it's made, and how to plant it. Um, the, you know, the instructions for watering it and that kind of thing. And there's several designs on our website. So those are probably the most um uh affordable ones if you will because it yes. is very pricey this paper is handmade like well, when i get the it. sheets, yeah. believe it or not so i'll get a pack a huge gigantic pack of this paper and i have to hand by hand um sort it into different weights there's like three different weights in that pack even though they all say there's such and such a weight they're not some are light some are medium some are heavy so i try to use the heaviest sheets for the invitations so it's there's just paying duty and customs you know they're not for everybody they're that's why i came up with just the one sheet ones now the other ones have like a loca wrap and maybe eco twist ribbon and those are all colored with vegetable dyes the eco twist ribbon is made out of paper okay but that, that will cost more money um to get them decorated like that however the um They're hundred percent compostable. Every component in the invitation is compostable.
0: Isn't that brilliant?
1: And even the envelopes are seeded and plantable. So I've had some great success on my Instagram page and, um, on Facebook page. If you scroll through there, you might find, uh, like last year I did a Christmas market and I took my daisy. It was still going strong, wild daisies, you know, that grew and even in December, even though it was looking a little bit ragged, it was still going strong and they come back every year. It's just hard to get them started. That's what I find. The first eight weeks germination yeah, yeah. period, you really got to mind them. They're tricky. But once you've got them going, they're going to keep
0: coming back. They're <laughs> brilliant. And it'll always remind people if they still have those that they still have those planted. They'll always remember you and your wedding and where that, that flower came from. So it's 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 you know, look it's a it's it's a lovely piece. And are you finding more and more are are seeking that site? Oh yes, they love
1: them. They yeah. absolutely love them. They're really popular with smaller weddings, you know, if you have you only ordering 50 or 80 invitations. Mm-hmm. They
0: they want they go down those. In a storm. I love that. And
1: the actual paper now, it's gotten so popular that the corporate side of the business has taken off.
0: Well, this I is the mandate for mean, a lot they, of businesses. Yeah. I've got for Google, days.
1: Facebook, Guinness, Fever Tree. I can go on and on about the big companies in Ireland that order this plantable. And there
0: were you just sitting there doing a hobby. like Yeah.
1: Know. And they're, they're ordering like, um, we don't just sell the paper on its own. We only sell it printed. So they order things like, you know, little, uh, product tags to go into boxes and, press releases and you've just oh, wouldn't all sorts of things so the, yeah. the paper is just these days it's the way to go you know I love I that love,
0: I yeah. love that and look you know there's there's I think there is such an appetite for doing something a little bit different um and you know like for me I would that's where I would put my money in my budget because I think it is the gift that keeps giving if you can get the if you can get the flowers going of course and you're doing and you're doing good one final question to ask you what advice would you give couples venturing on their wedding planning journey
1: well for I guess the most important thing to me I've lived a little I'm a little bit older than quite a bit older than them I could be their mother take your time enjoy this process this is the one of the most joyful experiences of your life take your time work with people that are nice helpful pleasant excited If you call a supplier and they're a little bit snappy or a little bit short, or you Mm. feel like you're interrupting, get rid of them. There's probably an invitation designer for every person in Ireland. Get rid of them. It's the same thing with any suppliers. Find ones that you have connection with. Enjoy. You'll have so much more enjoyment if you work with people you like. Yeah. So just take your time, work with somebody you like, and enjoy it as much as you can. I love that.
0: And it's so true. Now, Firstly, how can couples reach out? Where can, where's the best place to find you? Because you're, you're, you're everywhere. What's, what's the website, Instagram, everything like that?
1: Well, you know, I've kept it very simple. So the website is thepapershop.ie. Instagram is thepapershop.ie. Yeah. Facebook is thepapershop.ie. So you can find me. And if you Google, if you even Google, plantable paper i'm probably going to come up on you're your kind of, first you're page. going to be up
0: there yeah and of course big big day out two days out you're going to be exhibiting at the bride of the year show where i'm going to be doing the id do school you're going to be there on the 28th and 29th of january what stand do you know what stand you're going to be on yet
1: yeah you know i i'm looking forward to seeing you now we'll get to nice actually job. you know I'll have a yeah. proper hug. <laughs> i might even pop in because i have um Becca with me doing that show. So I might pop into your I do school, but uh, we're right at the front door.
0: So the minute oh, you I walk in, you're going to see us there with bells on. Yeah, I I'm love that. really looking forward to it. I can't wait. And that's where I actually discovered you the first time. Was actually at the Bride of the Year show. God, maybe it was pre-COVID. So it, it, was, pre-COVID, it was pre-COVID, and that's the last show
1: I've done since COVID. So and I'm looking and that's to it. Them.
0: And I always remember because there was a there was a few invitation suppliers there. Everybody bringing a different thing to the table, but I always remember your collection. And I remember ta- taking pictures and tagging it up on social media. So I always find like a show like that out in the ORDs. You always find new cool things and suppliers that are coming with because they're all gearing up for this one event so they're getting all their new stuff in so it's a really really yeah. good good
1: yeah show. we have loads of new uh, new uh designs that i have that i'm going to launch there oh, i yeah. i love this it's a chance for me to meet a lot of the couples i'll be working with so it's, yeah i'm brilliant. looking forward to it so they can come blast.
0: see you they walk in the door you're going to be right there that's the bride of the year show yes it's 28th, 29th of January and you are there you are ready to chat and of course I will be there as well so we'll touch base Corinne thank you so much that thanks, was Sarah, so lovely it was, just, it was really lovely nice to set the record straight on wedding invitations and couples please go so. and check out the paper shop thank
1: I hope you. it was helpful thanks again
0: thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Sarah thanks to producer Ruth Devani, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley and pink champagne wedding band for our Cool Finds Jingle Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels.